0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Launch It Girl. I'm really excited about this. I actually asked my friend Monica. She had my husband and I on her podcast on the brighter side of marriage probably a month ago. And I asked her if I could snag that for my own podcast because it's really fun. It's a really fun interview. And I just I want you to hear how my husband and I talk about our story. It's been a really incredible journey, and that interview really allowed us to reflect a lot, and it'd been a while since we had done that together, and I think this will be encouraging for you for a couple different reasons. First of all, my husband and I had a really like, non-traditional start, if you will. I mean, well, I got pregnant before we got married. We had a shotgun wedding. And we hadn't even graduated from college yet. I was literally a cocktail waitress at like five or six months pregnant. And I know some of you have heard my story, but I don't say this to encourage things that may not be encouraged, but rather to embrace our stories and to let go of the shame or guilt that might be surrounding some of the past or the expectations that you might hold yourself to that are either unreasonable or just not in alignment. And I just want you to hear where we've been and how far we've come because really just a couple years ago we were both in jobs that we hated Uh, we had probably a couple hours a day five days a week to hang with our kiddos but we were really in the hustle phase and it was like we left the house at six thirty seven in the morning we didn't get home till you know five six seven at night sometimes and it was just like rinse and repeat and while i honor that space and i know that we would never be where we are today if we didn't go through that period of time it just makes me so grateful for what we have today the freedom the flexibility more time with our kids right but it's just a really fun interview and the other thing I want to note is my husband and I are like really really different we share the same values we have the drive and the motivation that are very very similar but really outside of that we're like completely opposite so it's fun I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed doing it I thought maybe just even I'll bring him on as an original episode here on launch It girl, but this gives you a little insight into a conversation with my husband and I.
1: I am just sitting here with the Makos. Hi, Kinsey and Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you guys doing? Oh, so good. Thanks good.
0: for having Thank us. You.
1: <laughs> well, let's start by just having you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your family. Okay,
0: you want to go first? Okay. Um, so my name is Kinsey Marcus. I'm a marketing coach. I help entrepreneurs really build expert brands so that it can, they can get known, seen, and heard online. Um, and we also have uh, three kiddos together. So, I <laughs> together. <laughs> um, um, 11, eight, and two and a half years old. Ooh, that's busy,
1: so fun. And Ryan, yeah. what do you do?
2: Uh, I have an insurance business. Uh, it's an insurance brokerage where we focus on home auto, um, commercial farm work comp accounts and uh, the best thing about using a broker is we have the ability to shop through many markets and find the best coverage and best rates for our clients.
1: So is your schedule kind of flexible or are you like do you have set work hours every day?
2: Uh, Completely flexible. Um, A lot of times I'll try to get up and get work done early or late you know just to have more time to accommodate especially right now you never know when schools are going to be closed or daycares are closed right now for over a week. So yeah I have you know, complete control and flexible schedule.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So nice. So Kinsey, I know that you left a high paying corporate career to start your own business from home. I would love to hear that story.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh. Where do I even begin? I think, um, you know, Ryan and I became parents really, really young, 22 years old. And so we were kind of on this traditional path. Well, very non-traditionally. And then also like, we got to get ourselves back on track. We hadn't even gotten our undergrads yet. And we're like birthing humans. And so we're like, Hey, we've got to do like the, the traditional things, right. We've got to get our undergrad. Uh, we've got to get an actual job. Right. So I set on this path of like achieving, right. Because I was like, I was, uh, I wanted to uh, meet this, the definition of quote unquote success that I had been sold to, um, growing up. And so, um, I, I bought my undergrad. I started my, I launched my professional career around same time, 22, 23, and then just started climbing the corporate ladder. I, I wrapped up with my um, graduate degree in business administration. And before I knew it, I was really sitting in this, uh, uh, really great job. I was getting paid so much. Um, my leaders were like 20 plus years older than me. Um, and it was like, great, Uh, we started having more kids. Um, Ryan was wrapping up his graduate degree as well, and we were just like doing all the things, right? Well, there came a time, I think, when it was probably after our third, Quinton, and it was sort of like I uh, birthed a new baby, but came out on the other side of that like a completely different human. Um, What used to light me up just didn't anymore, and I just craved more flexibility and freedom, Um, with my family Um, but when I went back to work after that maternity leave mind you I'd already been through this a couple times before um, I just couldn't do it I was I would cry every day on my way to work I would bring a makeup bag with me to work every morning because I knew I would have to redo my makeup in the parking lot and it was literally just soul-sucking every day that passed having to go to work leave my family behind and do something that I no longer enjoyed anymore so I was like i gotta. I got to do something like there has to be something more out there. Uh, the problem was like, I, I think in the process of achieving all the things I lost like a sense of myself, right. I was really wearing all these hats, um, mom hat, wife hat, career hat. And I kind of lost, I kind of got out of touch of me and like what lit me up and what were my passions. Right. And I hated that question. Like, what are your hobbies? And like, hobbies, like I have no idea. I'm a mom, right? I'm a mom of three kids. And so um <laughs> I think she's off the floor. That's my hobby. <laughs> exactly. So I had to at the same time of having this um breakthrough of like I need to get out of this career, I realized at the same time I needed to learn more about myself. So I started to go on this development journey, right? Like really um diving into self and um you know, really understanding like the mindset and, and things like that. And then I started to get exposed to entrepreneurship. And, um, I realized I was like, there are so many other people like hanging out in their jammies at home, making really great money and also like serving their families. So I was like, how do I, how do I get on that bandwagon? So I reached out to a girlfriend and at the time she was launching this mastery program. And, um, I was like, like I need to get out of my job like ASAP. Like, can you help me do this? She's like, let's do it girl. Six months later, I walked away from that corporate career. This was January of this year, which feels like years ago. Um, and since then, uh, my business has just like totally expanded, but also I've been able to live this life of just like, uh, choices and it, and it feels just so incredible.
1: Well, I love that. So I want to hear Ryan's take on this whole thing. Like, what were you thinking when your wife was like, I'm "Just gonna walk away from this like super successful corporate career and just see what happens"?
2: Well, we'd kind of gone through it. You know, I had um, recently done the same thing two years before, so we had kind of known that process and the transition. Um, you know, honestly, with the money that she was making and stuff, it was hard. I, I kept thinking, you know, like, oh, at this point, at this point, always kind of thinking there would be a right time, but there really was never going to be a right time. And if we didn't just do it, then it would just keep getting pushed back. So it really just came down to trusting her, knowing that she's going to be successful and take off year one. And it's exactly what she did.
1: So were, was there ever a point where you weren't in full support where you're like, uh, maybe we should slow this down?
2: Uh, yeah, a little bit because we kind of uh, got stuck in a, a real estate problem where we were getting, mo- moving like right in the middle of everything blowing up and getting expensive. So, I mean, we moved into South Meridian where we are now into this big, expensive home. And she was wanting to do that within like 30 days of us buying the house. And so that definitely, you know, financially, I like to look at things more financially instead of emotionally. And, <laughs> For me, that was, you know, a big scare of knowing that, you know, I was only in year two of my business and really hasn't taken on a lot more of the financial stress, but just had to support her and let her go and she's done awesome.
1: Yeah. So what do you think about it now? Are you like, okay, or Uh, have your moments where you're like, oh, I'm not sure about this?
2: Oh, no, I love it. I mean, we both have breakfast with the kids every day dinners every night we don't have to miss anything anymore we have more time to spend with them um you know sports are a huge thing in our family so that was one of the things that was always holding us back i should say with the time crunch but now that we both have the flexibility there's always one of us that can be there or a lot of times both
1: oh i love that so much so one of my favorite things that you teach so well Kinsey, is the importance of setting clear measurable goals i uh I will cut that out. (laughs) Can you give us some of your best tips and tricks for setting quarterly goals and how to measure our progress towards our larger goals?
0: So good. That's a great question. I get this question a lot. People put so much pressure on themselves to have like an intense goal setting process. And also, I think it's overwhelming so much that people just stop doing it. So, I think it's a balance of like you have to have a process in place to allow yourself to uh, shoot for something bigger than yourself, but also it has to be tangible enough that you're actually uh, creating clarity and focus in the day to day. So, I implement this quarterly process um, that allows you to like if you so i my my background is project management and there's an agile version of project management where you're going through quick rapid cycles of things like projects tasks and things and this allows you to crunch the time of which you're you're focused on one thing every 90 days and it everything that you do really needs to align with that big 90 day goal so every 90 days you set one you set a revenue goal and you work backwards from that what do i need to do in order to meet that revenue goal and that should inform how you're spending your month how you're spending your your week and what each day looks like i really try to keep it in the big 3 what are the three things i need to do each day that will allow myself um, to meet that 90-day goal. But here's the thing, I think people get so stuck in the doing, nobody takes the time to look at the being. Who do I need to be in order to meet those goals? Because in the goal setting process and truly in the entrepreneurship journey, it's all about who you're becoming. And if we're not becoming the people that are six and seven figure earners, we're always going to fall short. So we have to be constantly reminding ourselves it's a journey, right? And I need to reshape this, this identity of myself in order to align with the big goals that we set. So I think it's super simple, right? Like create those 90 day goals, reverse engineer, and also focus on the characteristics and the identity that you need to build within that.
1: Mm, I love that. So Ryan, do you set goals in the same way or do you have a different goal setting process that you follow?
2: Um, My goal setting, I know what I want to try to write like an annual premium and then I just try to break it down and do a certain amount of monthly premium. It's a lot easier to look at it that way and just know that every month I, you know, if I came short or fell short one month, then, you know, I'm going to try to move that extra couple thousand premium to the next one and try to find creative ways to make up for it. But I look at, everything for me is broken down into 30 day chunks.
1: I love it. I love it. So do you guys have family and relationship goals that you've set as
0: well as business goals? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is something that we've always like tried to implement and get better. Um, One of the things that we've like worked on in the past is creating the routine around the family structure that allows us to all be like uh, uh, working towards something together, right? Like we're so driven and, and in our goal, in our businesses and even in our own relationship, sometimes we forget that like we need to create that structure as a family unit, unit. So we've been really trying to think about what are the things that we want to accomplish as a family and allow the kids to also have that, uh, visibility and like, what does it mean to think big, but start small? And like that consistency each day that accumulates over time, that gives you those bigger results. So we've really created that structure of working, continue to like tweak our processes and like the routines and stuff that allows them to have that um, visibility.
1: I love that. I love that. So I was recently um, listening to a podcast that you did on your podcast, Launch It Girl. I love it. Listen to it every week. Um, and you were talking about this goal setting process that you have. and. I love that you pointed out that even though the destination is important it's more about the journey than the actual destination and it's about the experience like you just said of who we are actually becoming and it made me think as I was jogging along listening to you you speak about goal setting it was making me think about how much my family and I love to hike we love to go hiking together and we've got four kids, different ages. Right. And so when my husband and I go for a hike, we, we can typically like book it up the mountain, right. Or whatever. Um, but when we're with all of our kids, sometimes we kind of have to split up. There's some of the kids that are slower than others. You know, uh, my youngest usually has to sit and have water breaks and things like that. And so I was thinking about this whole process of, you know, we, if we have no, family or anything with us we could probably book it up to the top and it would be really really easy but what would we miss by getting up there without our family what what are the moments that we would miss if we didn't stop along the trail and grab some water and look at the lizard and you know all the little things that that having a family like allow us to do and become kind of in the process so can you talk about enjoying the journey and what it looks like personally for you guys and your little family
0: okay. gosh we we talk about this a lot because sometimes with and i can't even imagine four right now three really pushed us to the edge um sometimes yeah, especially exactly. you know, like once you do three you're already so overwhelmed four is like eh.
2: everybody said that from two to three <laughs> okay. and they, they lied they lied they completely to us. lied <laughs>
0: Um, so especially lately with our new circumstances of school being in and out and daycare being unreliable and just like the ebb and flow, it has felt just more, I don't know, um, full, like full. And even, even at the, like the, um, even if you think like literally like our home is full of people all the time, more than, you know, more than it used to be. Um, and so we've really had to take a step back and like think about all that we have, um, to be grateful for and really appreciate the small things. Like, it's funny, like when we're at dinner time, like, um, you would never know that we've been eating dinners together for the last 11 years. Cause it's still like pure chaos, but there's pockets of these moments where we're all like literally laughing, like really, uh, immersing ourselves in the experience. And, but you know, a couple minutes later, then, you know, somebody's stomping off from the dinner table because they're mad about somebody said this or whatever, and they slam the door, but, but we're constantly shifting our focus, right? Like if I continue to continue to like focus on all the things that weren't working for us, I would miss out on all the things that were, and we have a ton, a ton to really lean into as far as like, what is so awesome and even if it just means like we're all really healthy we're all just like thriving right and so i think that for me it's shifting our perspective to okay we're gonna like tweak the things that may not be working but like i can't keep focusing there we really have to continue to lean in on the the blessings that we have as a family, and look at like day to day. It's like day to day, especially lately. It's like what what can I appreciate today? What can I really be grateful for today? And really lean into that. Else then?
2: I, I think just one thing, and kids, has been really good at pointing this out. But trying to lean into each kid specifically, and not trying to treat all three of them the same. I mean. I'm probably a little bit more strict and try to set like all the exact same rules, but it doesn't always, you know, play out that way. So trying to read into them, ask them more questions, figure out what they're actually thinking, feeling, because all three of them have their own big personality. And yeah, you can't really just go, you know, treat them all the exact same way. So Kinsey's been really good at highlighting that lately.
1: Yeah. I love that. So I can just imagine both of you running your own business and you've got these kids that take a lot of energy and time and attention, and you've also got to find time for each other. Um, Whenever you've talked about this juggle of marriage, family life, and entrepreneurship together, we've talked about it a few times. You always talk up, you always say this word over communicate, like when you're launching something or you have a big week in, in one area or another. Can you talk about what this over-communication looks like?
0: Yeah, so I, this is like, the, also like in the marketing speak, it's like over-marketing. People feel like they're either talking about their thing too much or, you know, they're they're being repetitive, but re- repetition is key. That's in business or in your personal life. And I've learned, especially the way that we're wired differently, like <laughs> <laughs> it, it requires constant reminders, like constant like check-ins like are we on the same page, right? Because so much happens over the course of a day over the course of course of a week we have to be constantly checking in and so I think with this last event that I did like weeks in advance I was like preparing like framing right this is this is going to require a lot of my time like here's what the schedule looks like and over communicating like each day the constant reminders and there are some days where I'm like yeah 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 but even when it came down to it I still had questions like the day of the event right so it's it's feeling like maybe it's like that repetition right just like making sure we're constantly keeping the dialogue open it's not just like hey i have this thing you know let's um here's the schedule it's like constantly having conversation around it constantly um allowing yourself the the chance to um uh uh, share expectations right because i've always like anything usually that we've had an argument over it comes down to lack of communication for sure what do you you have anything to add to that
2: yeah for me pretty much if it's not in my calendar then we didn't have the conversation um, I think a lot of guys would probably agree with me that sometimes I hear her, but I'm not necessarily listening because I'm thinking about football or go, sneaking off to go fishing. Or So I always tell her, she's like, hey, remember this event? And I'll open up my calendar and it's not on there. You never told me.
1: Yes. Oh, I hear that so much. It's so funny because when we're, we're recording this episode right now, I'm in the middle of launching this new podcast, right? And so this is a big week and yesterday morning we're laying in bed and my husband was talking we we have this kind of new goal where we're going to try to kind of take technology we've got two teenagers and they're they're very on their phones and and we're on our phones and we're we're both business owners as well so um we're we're having this new kind of initiative in our family we're going to have these kind of tech free hours and we're going to try and do more um without technology involved And my husband's like, okay, so are you ready for me to set some screen time limits on your phone yesterday morning? And I'm like, so this is like launch week and I'm going to need to be able to use my phone this week. Um, But after that, I'm all for it. Like the minute my podcast launches, you've got it. You can totally And he's like, wait, what are we launching? And I'm like, oh,
0: so that's about right. Oh, yeah, honey, I love you
1: so much, but do you ever listen to me ever? Right? It's the same thing. It's like, right? It's football season. Like, why would he hear me ever say I'm launching a podcast this week? So, anyways, I get it. I it's it, like like the struggle is real. It happens to all of us. We have to just keep reiterating and giving each other the benefit of the doubt. And mm-hmm. I love it. I love it that that plays out in your family. So. Um, How is focusing on your marriage made you more successful in your business?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Gosh, I think like, you know, something that I learned even in, I think it'll be an infinite learning process, but like when I was in my career, I, there was a season where it was like career was everything that was life. And like, I think it was like, I put money on a pedestal, I put accolades on a pedestal and it was like, if I can achieve this, then everything else will be easier. And like, man, did I have that ass backwards? But like, um, so that was a big breakthrough for me. And like when my home, um, is out of order, I don't, I don't do well in any area of my life. Um, and so something that is really important for us is like, anytime we're out of alignment, the house, the units out of alignment, uh, we got to start there first because um, when when we're thriving as a couple, well, and to thrive as a couple, I think means you're thriving as an individual, right? And then you're you're bringing those units together. You're thriving as a couple. Uh, everything else comes easy. Like it really is. It. I just feel like when I'm like when there's rhythm in the home, it totally propels me forward in every aspect and so when I'm strengthening myself as an individual strengthening our marriage and and strengthening the unit to me like everything expands from there without even extra effort Do
2: yeah like she said I think you know the foundation is everything the first year when I got into insurance you know it's just highs and lows highs and lows like oh I'm gonna kill it at this and the next month it's like what am I doing I'm terrible I'm not gonna make it the numbers For the financial services including insurance or one in 20 people make it into year three so i always had that in the back of my mind you know like what what do i have to do to keep driving and getting better but having kinsey to lean on as you know support was huge for me in those first few years
1: that's awesome thank you so much one fall i'll ask you one follow-up question because you said the word support what Tell me like what the most important ways you guys support each other in your business. Like what is most important to you Kinsey and what's most important to you Ryan?
2: Yeah, I think for me, I mean, we just think about everything completely different. Everything for me is financially driven. It's numbers driven. And I can lean on her for a lot of the things that, you know, I'm not good at. I didn't do any social media stuff. I didn't do any marketing. I didn't like, for me, it was all one-to-one contact and, having pretty much a business partner to to rely on that had a completely different skill set for me it was huge.
0: Mm, that's good. I think for me like I the you know you feel the swings as an entrepreneur and like um and like his belief in me every day like is everything. Like it's kept me going each day and he believes in me more than I believe in myself. And so having that rock and even after a bad day and I'll call him and like just hearing his calm, the the gentleness and like the belief behind it, like gets me through and that's everything to me.
1: Well, thank you guys so much. This has been so fun. Thank you for giving us like a sneak peek into your businesses, to your life together. Um, where can my listeners find you and get more um, information about your coaching, Kinsey, or or even your
0: insurance? Uh, give us all the details. Yeah, so um, you can find me on Facebook, of course, um, and uh, I've got a free group running. It's called Marketing and Launch Strategies for Coaches, Consultants, and Service Based Entrepreneurs. Um, and I would love to connect there. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I have a Facebook page. It's RMI group. Um, but most of my communication really is through email or direct contact. I give my cell phone number out to all my clients just so when they need something, you know, not calling a business and get transferred and get moved around, just that security for them to know who to call and how to get stuff handled. I give my cell phone to everybody.
1: That's amazing. Thank you guys so, so much.
0: Thanks, Monica, for having us. So fun. Thank you. If you liked what you heard today and want to continue the conversation, join us in the Facebook community. Just go to launchitgirlpodcast.com. Can't wait to see you in there.